Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is episode 119. Welcome back to another week. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast where Mark and I round off what's happening in a galaxy far, far away and try and fill you in on all the little all the little tidbits of Star Wars news. So you guys don't have to go through Twitter and Reddit and all that jazz. We've got it all here. We've got it all here. So every Saturday, just jump on board and we can fill you in on what's happening. When we get round to it, we also review stuff as well. So we should probably do that soon. Now that the Bad Batch is rounding up, we'll, uh, we'll give you our thoughts on that. As the premiere... Uh, sorry, the finale. The premiere. As the finale. Wrapped up today, actually. I haven't seen part two yet. So that's the last one to get through. So I'm on part one. So I watched that a few days ago. It's a freaking awesome story. We'll be honest. A bit of a shocker, this one. A really nice surprise, the old Bad Batch. So part two's coming up, so... I'm not sure when, maybe next week, maybe the week after, probably the week after that even, who knows, but we'll get around to giving you our review and thoughts on the Bad Batch, but uh, yeah, welcome back to another week, our Star Wars listener, I hope you're doing well. I am Gary, one of your hosts, as always, I'm joined by uh, the dude that is kind of overtaking me in terms of Star Wars merch these days, when we first, when we first spoke about Star Warsy stuff, and yeah, let's do a podcast on that, why not? He was like, yeah, tell us about your car and your Kung Fu. And I was like, yeah, I've got this book and that book and everything. But I'm, I'm looking at his shelving in, in the background. You, you, you can't see this, but we're on Zoom. I'm looking at the shelves and looking very healthy. Very nice little little stash of Star Wars stuff. It's Mr. Mark. How you doing, dude? All right, thanks, dude. Yeah, I went a bit nuts with that. Got into the old figures. Um, and th- I spotted yesterday there's a Count Dooku Black Series at Sports Direct for a tenner. Sports Direct. I know. I know. I was like, what? I didn't even know what I was looking for. I think I just Googled like new Star Wars, you know, whatever, like I do um, for the stories and stuff. And um, yeah, it just popped up like, you know, Google shopping. Like, all right, whatever, 10 quid. Looked all right, to be honest. So I might nip in, might nip into town. But I'm sure you can probably only get that online. But yeah, there's a lot of crap back there. I need to resort those shelves out once... Uh, once the old uh, R2 is done, but that's taking ages. Um, so we'll see what the sitch is, you know, we'll see what the sitch is. But it's a slippery slope, dude. Of course, yeah. I'm really confused, mate. I've just gone to sports, I have did a search as you were talking about the Sports Direct thing. For those of, um, if, if you're not in the UK, we have, a, um, we have a, a high street store in the UK called Sports Direct. It's kind of that budget, middle of the road kind of sportswear. It's the sort of place you'll go to if you want like a 10, 10 pound pair of sneakers or something like that. Anyway, just do a search uh, for Sports Direct and Star Wars, and it takes you to sportsdirect.com forward slash Star Wars. And they've got loads and loads of Star Wars merch. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is kind of parallel universe stuff, alternate universe stuff. Who would have thought, eh? Sports shop would do a uh, Star Wars merch. Dude, it's weird because they've got like, they've got like, uh, the 40th anniversary. I think they just must have got some stock because they've got like a, a Vader <laughs> um, for 15 quid, which I didn't even see that on... Um, I didn't even see that on Forbidden Planet, dude. Like, they've got a Chewie for a tenner, which I might get. They've got a Luke for a tenner, which I might get. They've got mm. the Dooku 
which is insane. And then, like, oh, they've got a Jower, which is actually pretty pretty sweet. Um, mm. Mm. And then, like, nothing else. So, you know, they must have just got, like, random, you know, random bits of stock, um, which is what I think they do. I think they just get those random bits of stock. But, yeah, yeah. dude, there's loads. And, like, they've got Kira. They've got... <laughs> Yeah, what, what, yeah, what's that all about? They've got a Kylo Ren, a vintage Kylo Ren from like three years ago. Um, there's also, ain't it weird? Who'd have thunk it, eh? Who'd have, they've got a Snoke. Dude. This has got, like, I'm not saying this, like, in that it is, but I've never seen this stuff. Right, I'm going to send you a link on Zoom now, right? And I know this is weird for you people listening out there, but we've got to discuss this one very quickly, right? Click that, have, have a gander at that. I have never seen this before. Snoke. Oh, is this the uh, the 3.75 inch, I think? It's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. In yeah. fact... Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think those Empire... No, I don't know if the Empire ones... I think the Empire ones are the 6 inch, dude. Well, this one's the the slightly smaller one, isn't it? It's the... Is that the 3.75 one? It is, one? yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Shocker, though. It's a bit weird though, isn't it? And it's just a bit weird. Oh yeah, it says it says in the disc in the disc in the description. <laughs> DISC. Um, yeah. Yeah. Strange times, man. I never would have thought that uh you'd be able to pick up some cool Star Wars merch in a sportswear shop. No, me neither. Yeah. The galaxy finds its way into other galaxies, clearly. <laughs> bit of a weird business one, but there we go. Yeah, so we're in like the podcast uh, industry. Mark and I as our day job and um be kind of weird if we just offered like you know fruit and veg like here's a fruit and veg delivery thing you know exactly weird i mean i'm up for it but well, of course bananas bananas Saturday. right so we've got Saturday. some news to get through which we're going to crack on with but before we do that oh, dude yeah. have you finished up any more novelizations of the films you cracked on with the next <laughs> ones yet no no i'm about halfway through the new um the latest, or not the latest now, because there's another one, isn't there, coming out like next week, High Republic, but the more recent Cavan Scott one. Dude, it's excellent. Yeah. It's excellent, yeah. Like, they're doing really good work with this. Mm. Um, it, it, It's just excellent stuff. Um, it, it's, it's like, you know, when we first, when we first discussed this first High Republic, Light of the Jedi, and you're like, sort of weird, because there's so many new characters, but the first one was good because they opened with that, like, they completely undid hyperspace and there was a tragedy, and you're like, holy crap, this is fucking deep stuff. The Claudia Gray one was a little bit difficult to get your head around because it was, that was a little bit, for me, that was like very mo- mo- much more moving parts, but then they introduced this amazing character, the, uh, these villains, the Drengi, or the Drengi, however you say it. And now they're sort of bringing it all together. And dude, for... For a new initiative, it's really, really easy to just sort of feel like you've been in that space for a long time. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's, it seems like, I mean, I've not finished this one, but it seems like shock after shock after shock. You know, I've seen a few things that have said that this Kevin Scott book is just shock after shock when it gets into the sort of second half. And, um, brilliant dude brilliant nice yeah what about you you done out that's good um no i've not done out it was a i had a bit of a funny funny turn on ebay 
You know as you do. It's uh Wouldn't know Gaz. You never get drunk and buy stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. You get to that point in the evening where you've had a few (coughs) and you're comfortably drunk. You know, you're not to that point where you're gonna go and smash up a bus stop, but you're just comfortably (laughs) drunk, you know. Everything's happy, you're in a good mood. You're like, I know what I'll do. I'll go and have a look on eBay. That's always a good idea. Anyway, ended up spending uh not Star Wars related, but I got an absolute steal on a couple of Spider-Man uh, out-of-print omnibuses. Nice. An absolute, and I'm talking steel of the century. Confident Go on. on that. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Volume 1 and 2. Volume 1 is not rare, but it normally goes for a fair few bucks. You're normally talking 180 to 250 quid on its yeah, own. Yeah. yeah. And in Volume 2, not quite as pricey, but normally around 100 to 150 quid. Anyway, got that one banged out of the park, 150 quid for both of them. No way. Real, yeah, still. So I got, I've, you know, in eBay, you can do a save search. You get a notification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pops up, jump straight on it. A little bit tippy. I'm like, let me just throw an offer into this guy. And he's like, within two minutes, he's like, sold. Paid for it. Wow. There we go. Job done. Because if that would have gone on for like five, six days bids, that would have been like 300 quid easy. Do you if think he just didn't know what he had then? I'm not sure, dude. I'm really not sure. I mean, his username was something, something, something comics. So I assumed that he was in the know, know what he was doing. But I don't know. Maybe he was tippy as well. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, maybe he's in trouble because he put them on for sale when he was tippy and shouldn't have done. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, also tried a similar bid for the um, Marvel. Also, they've released a couple of big omnibuses recently. We had the big Dr. Afro one, which is a big, chunky one. And then we had Darth Vader and also the High Republic. So I thought, I know what I do. I'll throw, my, throw some money in for the High Republic one. Anyway, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. And you know, it's that annoying thing on eBay where you've got literally three seconds till the end of the bid. And yeah. then with literally 0.7 of a second at the end, it's like you've been outbid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. eBay snipes. Dude, I lost it. Oh, I lost it. Dude, you've got to be the sniper yourself, man. You've got to be like... You know, you have to be the last seven seconder. You've got to be that guy. You've got to be the asshole, haven't you? On eBay. Yeah. Basically. There's only one way to win on eBay and it's to be the it's to be the, the mofo. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I was the Danny LaRusso and somebody came along and Johnny uh you know, Johnny'd me. Sweep, that sounds sweep wrong. Sweep the leg. But, swept the leg. Swept the yeah. swept the Yeah, Johnny'd you. Yeah. I had the crane ready, mate. I had the crane kick ready to go. Well and then illegal illegal move. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's my Star Wars week. Got outbid within a yeah. second on a, on some High Republic comic stuff, but alas, I'll try again when I'm when I'm drunk again in about three months' yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds banging that. Yeah. Where did you order your drunk stuff from? Then eBay or from Amazon or something? Um, on the drunk stuff I got from Amazon because it was all the novelizations and like I know you can get them for like a quid on eBay and stuff, but I was like, nah, I want the proper. You know, I don't want them to be tattered when they come. Um. So they're only like a tenner a pop. So, oh, cool, cool, um, cool. Yeah, and then just a load of Forbidden Planets. I ordered something else on Forbidden Planet the other day. Let me have a look what it was because I'm sort of getting into these figures a little bit and they're making a nice display. I can't remember what it was. It was pretty. Oh, oh I know what it was. I ordered two. Um, was it Gonk? Gonk. Uh, no. Gonk. Actually, I ordered four. Oh, God. Um. Yeah, I got a Ventress Black Series, which oh. looks sweet. Oh, sweet. I got a, 
Deluxe Grievous, which is sweet. I ordered uh, the Black Series Baby Yoda, the child, because I figured that one's not probably going to be around for long with the words the child on it. They're going to have, they're going to end up replacing it with Grogu. Good shout. Um, yep. So I picked that little bitch up. And then um, I got one without even seeing it because it doesn't have a picture on it. So it's the Clone Wars Black Series Mace Windu. Um, and it's the, uh, yeah, the window boxed one, not the pill box one. So it's like the, um, it's the, you know, like the Ventress one, like, like the Ahsoka one, you know, oh, the proper yeah. boxed one, not the, not the pill box one, mm-hmm. not the pill molding. Um, so yeah, that, that, they're those four, but I'm thinking about just going down sports direct, but the problem <laughs> is you spend a fortune on this man. Like if I added everything to my car on sports direct, it'd be another 80 quid. You know, I don't. One, have the room, and two, I just, you can't keep spending like that. That's what you were saying, dude. It's a slippery slope. You start soft, you start slow, mm. and then before you know it, the lights are out. And like the missus, it's like, why is the electricity out? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they get, they get you because what they're doing is like, they're being really quick with this. So like, if you look on Forbidden Planet, there's now a pre-order for Star Wars The Bad Batch Black Series of Vice Admiral Rampart. Now, this oh, is coming boy. out 1st of October. This guy's only been in it for, what, six weeks? Mm. hmm So they're really, really up in the game with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, the, the speed at which they're doing it is accelerating a hell of a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to, man. You've yeah, got true. to. I imagine it's sort of hand-in-hand hand with... Disney and Lucasfilm, who are doing a lot of stuff at the minute, a lot of Disney Plus, a lot of animated mm. stuff, you know. It's only going to get more. Like, this is not going to slow down, mate. Over no, the next no, couple no. of years, this is going to be, you're going to get crazy. So, yeah, old Ross's face at Rancho Obi-Wan. You're going to have to get another building tagged onto the side of that now. Rancho Obi-2, that's how big it is. Yeah. Let's get on with some news, though, bud. Let's do this. So, Go on, then. One of the, I'm going to kick off with one of these crazy Star Wars theories. We love these, right? It's not from the usual suspects, though. This is just a random Reddit user who decided to put down this crazy theory about R2-D2. And it's quite comical. It's a little bit uh, uh, evil in a way. If, if, you can sit, if you were to ever think that this might be true, it does put R2 in a completely different light. It's an evil little bastard of a droid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, this dude... What's his name? Reddit user um, Zayas underscore MD. Amazayas, Amazayas. Yeah. <laughs> Said that. Um, anyway, you know the title of the post was "You never underestimate a droid." It goes on to say that, um, unlike C three PO, R 2s memory banks were never wiped. So all the stuff that happened pre A New Hope and everything, C three PO doesn't obviously know what's going on. Completely oblivious. Whereas R 2s like, if R two had a beard. He'd be constantly stroking it, plotting, scheming, yeah, about how to get back at Obi-Wan of all people. So essentially, R2-D2 has been around at these important events. So this Reddit user focuses in on the the scrap on Mustafar, where Obi-Wan, you know, does the old fruit ninja move, leaves uh, Anakin there. But R2's there. He's the one that's like, ah, what's going on? What's going on? And then later on, when... Luke um, sees Obi-Wan when Obi-Wan rescues him from the Sand People. R2's there again, and he thinks that Obi-Wan's pulling a fast one because he's like, I don't remember owning a droid. What's going on? So anyway, R2's like, hmm, I'm going to get you for this. 
I want to get you for killing my old master and for trying to pull a fast one on Luke. So when they're in the Death Star, when R2-D2 is plugged into the grid, apparently he kind of opens and closes doors and funnels Obi-Wan through the Death Star to purposefully meet up with Vader, ending in Obi-Wan's downfall. So a little bit outside of the realms of what George Lucas was thinking about, I think. I don't think George Lucas put this in his head, but pretty interesting theory, dude. But it's just a bit comical when you think about R2-D2 being that scheming little little murderer as opposed to the helpful, lovable droid, man. Yeah, I, I, when I read this, I was like, this is great. Um, it's, um, it's just one of those nice little things, isn't it? It's like there's not much to it. It's just that it's such a simple little... Have you thought about it from this perspective? Which is what Star Wars is all about, you know, completely by accident to start with, you know, from a certain point of view has become such a, um, almost an ironic part of Star Wars because it was, you know, it was, it, it was, it was never intended that Vader would be the father of Luke and Leia, but that line just plays into so much. It was completely accidental um, from what I can tell. And this is just another one of those certain point of views. I think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's a really cute little thing. Obviously complete bollocks, but I think it's a brilliant little thing. Um, and, and that sort of, you know, in protecting uh, Anakin's kids and, and, and just, um, I, I, it's just a nice little thing. <laughs> it's just a cool little, Oh yeah. I suppose, you know, if you, if you look at it from that perspective, I guess, um, but I mean, I would have never, I would have never thought of this, man. Who would have thought of this? You know, that, I love this lateral thinking that Star Wars fans can do. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just fascinating, man. But yeah, no, I like it. I think it's a fun, I think it's a fun, cute little thing. <laughs> yeah, it is a fun little thing. If it was, I think, if this was dreamt up by some of the usuals that we talk about on the show, it would, they would probably frame it as there's a new animated show coming to Disney Plus starring R two D two as like this evil ninja robot that's taken down. It's almost like a, the what if of the Marvel, you know, the Marvel what if stuff that's landed recently. It's like, what if R2 was this little bastard that just hadn't, you know, I can imagine it to be that, but just cause it's a random Reddit post. It's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah, little it is. It's yeah. cute. It's I mean, I do like that. I, I do like that. That malice that the painting him, you know, <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm plugged into this death star and, uh, or whatever I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to make it sort of that you've got to go the same way. Mm. You know, I, I, I do like that. Like, like he knew where Vader was. Like, well, did he? Yeah. He's got access <laughs> to all the CCTV, I suppose. So it is, it's just cool, isn't it? I, 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 I'm, CCTV. I'm, he has, and he's like, oh, oh, well, no, I'll be on this way, this way, this way. You know what I mean? And it, it's just, yeah, I think it's funny. Because you can also, you can sort of imagine that, like, R2 being a little bit on the edge of it as well. A bit like, I don't really want to be, don't really want to be that guy. Um, <laughs> you know, I've sort of got over it. It's been nearly 20 years. And then Obi-Wan's like, oh, don't I remember owning a droid? And he's like, you fuck, that's it. You've tipped me. I'm over the edge now. <laughs> like, I was, I was, I was going to be all right with this. And this is how, this is what you do. You dick. Mm. You dick. And then he's, yeah, like you say, he sees his opportunities like, stand by. <laughs> I've got an internet connection here. Yeah. He doesn't know that. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That's brilliant. Yeah. It's like getting into his mindset, isn't it? You know, just, you can, like I said, you can just imagine him being all right with it up until that point, Obi-Wan just burns him. And he's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I've had it. 
Yeah. In a way, it's almost like Brent, isn't it? You know, he puts on yeah. this, this facade and this show that he's over it and he's off with the band yeah. touring and he's doing it. He's enjoying life. But really, he'd, he'd love nothing more than to for Wernham Hogg to come back and say, yeah. you know, he's got that kind of sour grapes he's trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, this is going to cost you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How much you got? Yeah. Yeah. Because this is going to cost you. <laughs> I love stuff like this. There's loads. Of, there's, you could. I mean, there's a serious rabbit hole you can go down with stuff like this. Um, I, yeah. I, I love how far you can go with it. There's so many theories. And it's nice when it's not Doomcock going, you know, something like, uh, you know, it'd be like a Kathleen Kennedy thing, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? R2-D2 is mad with Kathleen Kennedy. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it would get turned into. So when you see these nice little things, it's just... It's just nice for it, nice for it to not be politicised. So yeah, no, I love it, man. I, th- I think it's cute. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, uh, take uh, take a Got a tiny little update on what he's working on with Star Wars. So he's wrapped up everything to do with Marvel now. So the fourth, it is the fourth Thor film, I think. Yeah, Love and Thunder. So that's all done now, and that's coming next year. So I assume that they're in uh, post production for all that stuff. And when he was interviewed about that, the subject inevitably got onto Star Wars because it were now it was announced. I think it was last year, maybe even the year before, that he was gonna he was gonna do a Star Wars film. And unlike some of the other uh, movies and stuff that were announced, but not officially with a title or anything like that, it was just that working. Yeah, somebody's working on this, like the whole Ryan Johnson. Yeah, he's working on it. He's doing some stuff. Uh, Watiti has actually come out and said, actually, yeah, it's still happening. It's um, uh, We've got it to a point where the story is now finished and not only is the story done, but he feels really excited. He, he describes it as, I'm really excited by it because it feels very me. So if anyone's seen any of his movies or seen any of his crazy roles that he's had um, in, in any of the films over the last I don't know, five, six years, you'll know that that's very... That's very telling because he has a a real style and his films have got a real, what's the word? His films have got a real crunch to them. That makes sense. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's really good to not have, even if I'm not even bothered that we don't have much more news about this because some people crave that whole, well, what's the title? When's it coming out? Who's in it? And all that stuff. The fact that this dude has been involved quite heavily with the Mandalorian and stuff already He's in the he's in the Disney camp, you know. He's doing his thing. This is this is fine for me, dude. I don't need to lose sleep over. Are they just going to not announce anything? Is this like, yeah, we pulled that, you know? Although it was worked on, you know, five years ago, we you know we pulled it, and it's not going to happen. So, uh, really cool. I, I'm actually looking forward. I think I'm looking forward to um, Watiti's movie more than uh, anyone else's. I think because he's such a dude, you know. He really gets. He's a bit like Filoni in that respect. He really gets it. You can tell that although he's not been involved in Star Wars as long as Filoni, he's got that favourness about him. He just gets it, you know. Yeah, he does completely. And I, I, it's interesting to me because it's um, <clears throat> like this could go one or two ways because he directed a really great episode of The Mandalorian, and it didn't it f- it didn't feel like him. It just felt like a good episode of Star Wars. But you, when you look back at it, you can see that it's got his sensibilities written all over it. Now, I suppose the only potential risk with this is, you know, because it's Star Wars, you know, there is always a risk of the fan. You know, if he goes to Tyker, um, you know, I mean, look at Ragnarok, you know, and Love and Thunder is going to be much of the same, I would have thought, if not more. Um, 
you, 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 I suppose with Star Wars, there is always the risk of people kicking off at him doing something that doesn't feel Star Wars. So it's almost that, like, how far can he go that the fandom will sort of grace him with before they start being dicks, because that's what we do. Um, and I think, like, that's always the risk, I think, when you've got such an edgy film. No, I mean, he's not even edgy, he just, he's just got his own style. You know, it's almost like Tarantino doing Star Wars. It's like, you know it would be decent because it's Tarantino. It's very difficult for him to make a bad film. But does it fit what people expect? Like we saw with Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. So it's very, like you said, he seems to get this. He does. And I'm, I'm with you on that one. But it's sort of like, can you make Star Wars YTT-esque without it descending into quips? And, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but would the fandom take it? You know, I'd be all right with it because I love Ragnarok. I love everything that Waititi's done. I think he's brilliant. Um, but I always find it almost Star Wars is just laced a little bit with slightly different expectations. Um, That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. but it'd be interesting, man. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's not put a foot wrong, you know? Yeah. And I feel like he can bring that same, that same positive change to Star Wars that he did with the Marvel stuff with the Thor films because Thor was was desperate for something to pull it out of the um mm. uh the dark whatever it's called the dark world was mm. that the time yeah mm -hmm. so that that really wasn't as good as the first Thor movie in my opinion so outside of the Avengers stuff it really needed somebody to just bring it out of you know whatever the Rotten Tomato score was and what the p opinion on that character was so Ragnarok was like a massive change. It was almost had like a Guardians of the Galaxy feel to it. It had that yeah. kind of vibe to it, you know. So I feel like if he can bring that same energy and that same, uh, it has to be a positive change, obviously, to Star Wars, then that would be awesome. And I think if you're going to hire somebody to do it, then there's probably a bunch of directors you could you could hire and do a decent job. But I just feel like he's got, it's just one of those right time, right place, right time things, you know, mm -hmm. where he's probably talking to everybody involved in Star Wars as well as all the Marvel peeps. So he's just got that good rounded, rounded sense of what's needed, but also his own style. So, yeah, I'm up for this one, dude. I can't wait to, to hear some more stuff. But I'm cool with it just being him saying, yeah, it's all being worked on and the story's looking really good. Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. If 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 Watiti says it's all good, you know, he's built enough geek cred uh, amongst the geekdom because we were very different to normal film goers. He's <laughs> built enough. He's built enough equity in that to be able to dine out on it for a bit. So I agree, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. See what happens. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it, dude. Yeah, he's built up enough geek equity, <laughs> given the benefit of the doubt, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to some more early planning stuff, I guess. So with the upcoming Star Wars Ahsoka. Uh, Disney Plus series, which is, I think, still coming next year. They haven't moved the date on that as yet. So at some point next year, Ahsoka's coming. And we've now, we're have now we now hearing reports that they're looking to cast another character from Star Wars Rebels to star alongside or opposite um, Rosario Dawson in the Ahsoka spinoff. And that is the character of Sabine Wren. So this comes from SuperheroHype.com and... Um, they go in to say, they explain, you know, how Ahsoka thing, how they came about. But then the Hollywood reporter um, was doing a story on something else, something to do with Marvel Studios animation and something like that. But then somebody else mentioned when they were on a tangent, I suppose, about that, that, oh yeah, uh, Disney are also looking to, to cast Ren. 
uh, Sabine Wren, uh, which is really interesting. So um, nothing else to report on this at the moment, but it does seem like like uh, The Mandalorian and some of the other things that they're working on, that they are going for this more interconnected thing, not just with their storylines and just one particular person, like some of the Mandalorian episodes that were just him going off, uh, Creature of the Week, come back, and then we pick up the story. Uh, not just that and just dropping in references, but they're actively looking at how they can look at characters from elsewhere, bring them in, expand their story, progress their their narrative a little bit. So Sabine Wren, dude, the graffiti, the tag spray can wielding, uh, Mando helmet wearing um, pistol wielder. What do you reckon? I think it's um, almost, a, again, a bit of a no-brainer on that one because you've we we heard that before, uh, well, not heard it, but we, we sort of speculated it when the throne name was mentioned because it's, it's a given. You know, I'd be very surprised even if we didn't see like a Hera pop up as well um, because of how Rebels were sort of left. And I think when you, you look at um, the sort of rebellion side of things, the fact that Sabine's got such a big part to play in that with the, the, the sort of Firebird symbol, um, when you look at the Darksaber in particular, which is obviously that's ready to play a very very big part given what happened at the end when you got Bo-Katan who are you, you know the, the kind of Nighthawks or I can't remember what they're called but you know the kind of um, her little sort of Mandalorian um, crew everything's pushing towards that fractured Mandalorian sort of um, coming together you know and if they do if they are indeed doing a bit of a crossover like they did sort of with Defenders over on Netflix it's to be expected because the dark is this common ground, you know. Jedi are the common ground. Um, you've got Ezra to a degree that's sort of the common ground, um, and and so everything just starts to come together a little bit. I think it's almost it is a no brainer that this would happen for me, um, and, and I'd be more interested in seeing what they do with um, other people from that side of the canon. You know, the Rexes of the world. Um, you've got Tamira Morrison that's just wholeheartedly in on this. Um, is there anyone else that we can, like I said, Harrison Duller? Um, wh- what's that situation? And I think that the more that they expand into almost cross-media storytelling, you know, you know Sindula pops up in Alphabet Squadron, then she's sort of in the game, she's in this game as well, um, Rogue Squadron, or whatever it was called. Um, so it, it feels like those characters are starting to get propelled up, and it's like the Mandalorian... Um, the Mandalorian um, side of Star Wars feels to be a big focus to them right now and pulling that around a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested in that. And plus, you've got, you know, you've got Ezra. Ezra's certainly not dead. You know, you've got an Ezra there. You've got, suddenly you've got Luke. You've got the Darksaber knocking around. You've got Grogu. You know, you've got, uh, uh, what's a, a six-year-old at this point, probably Kylo Ren knocking around. Um a lot of threads to pull on with that, but they all do seem centered around Mandalorians and and, and, and Ahsoka. Um, so not a surprise at all, man. And I, I'm I'm actually a little bit relieved that they're choosing to continue the storytelling because I think because they're done with the Skywalker saga, I think all those sort of adjacent properties, it would be easy to try and bin them off and say let's go fresh. Um, and I, 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 I think. It, I think it's benefiting almost to the, to the same level that sort of one division benefited the MCU. They're sort of these transitional pieces of storytelling that 
you know, they work well standalone, but they really enhance the wider picture. And I think that's really important for the for the the, the whole new canon. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm all right with this, dude. I, I I think number one, I think it's obvious, and number two, I think it's a really good sign of things to come. So yeah, I'm good for this. Well, that's a good that's a good rundown, dude. And you're absolutely right. I think using some of these shows as a vehicle to not only focus on the star of the show in this case, Ahsoka, but also to pull on some of those threads and you know start to conclude, I guess, or at least progress some of those things that they didn't have time to do in Rebels or any other show that characters they're pulling from. But it does beg the question about where the end game is, I suppose, for this, because do all roads lead to the Battle of Yavin? Do all roads lead to um, A New Hope in terms of that timeline and stuff like that? So, Or do they not bother about that? Do they just keep going with these things and there's no real sort of end game in sight? But yeah. It's an interesting. It's an interesting one, and not a surprise, though. Like you said. Well, Which I think good. what's funny about that one is it's you know it's where do you place Ahsoka? I think you, you, if you are Lucasfilm and if you're the story group, you really, really have to account for a, such a great mind like Throne, who, you know, at the point that you 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 lose Throne in Rebels, you know, he's a Grand Admiral that's kicking off just before the rebellion really kicks in. You know, he's disappeared just as the rebellion's really starting to take some wins. Just before Rogue One, you know, and it really is just before Rogue One. Um, <clears throat> so you, you've sort of got to think that, you know, from a canonical storytelling perspective, even though it wasn't planned in the original trilogy, he needs to be taken out. He's got to be doing something else, which is obviously why the End of Rebels exists. But because cause he's such a big character and such a strong character and such a strong mind that the original trilogy simply wouldn't have happened like that canonically and story-wise if he'd have been around. He would have been such a thorn in their side that it wouldn't have, it simply wouldn't have shook down like that. It wouldn't have done. And because he knew Vader was Anakin and there's so much more to that one, as soon as he'd have clocked a Skywalker, he'd have been on it, you know? So I think that's a really important piece of the storytelling is that you've you've got to justify why he does this and why he's away. And I think then you've got to then look at sort of some of the new Thrawn books, you know, the the way that the new Ascendancy stuff is kicking off, um, which is clearly leading to his exile um, in the in, into the Republic, into the into the galaxy as we know it. And it, it sort of begs the question, are they, are they, are they just going to say, well, look, he went off and he did this, he went back to the Ascendancy and, you know, Ezra was there or he fought his way back to the Ascendancy or actually ended up on this weird planet called Exegol, which we've got to try and somehow work into canon a little bit more. And it, so there's, there's so much that can be done, but it has to hinge on both Ezra, who's a, at this point more experienced than Luke, um, and him being out of the picture and this great military mind being out of the picture that knows Anakin's Vader, you know, because like I said, as soon as he clocks the words Luke and Skywalker, there's no way he's not like, uh, right, got two minutes. Yeah, good. Come on in. Couple of things. Uh, I know you're the Emperor and all that. Did you know this? Don't want to grass, but did you know this? Um, Vader down in the warehouse, he's got two kids. Do you know what I mean? It would have instantly been there. <laughs> so they've got to deal with that. They have got to deal with that. And the way to do it is just keep him out of the picture and give him a tail. Um, so it's just interesting. It's interesting to to think of all those other things that can be done with it, you know? <laughs> I love that. I know you're emperor and all that. You probably think you know everything, but 
Tuffy Here's down the, the warehouse has just told me. Vader. Taffy. <laughs> Taffy. 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 We'll call him Taffy. Glenn. <laughs> what? <laughs> Got another funny video for you. Right. That's the <laughs> Sabine Wren, which is cool. As we said, not unexpected, not a surprise, that one. But again, very cool little announcement. We don't really, Mark and I, we don't really go in for this big, like, right, we need every single detail spoon-fed immediately on everything mm. because we had that a couple of years ago and it all fell to shit. So as long as they just give us some decent concrete stuff to go on, then that's good enough for us because otherwise you start going down the rabbit hole of the Doomcocks and Mike Zeros and stuff where you take those little nuggets and you take everything that Lucasfilm have given you and then you can you just throw it all in this big... You just put it all together... Stick it at the wall, throw it at the wall. What sticks? Right, that bit, that bit, and that bit. And all of a sudden, it's like, this is what Disney are doing, which is not good. Not good. So, did not get an agenda. No. Did not get an agenda. Jedi Fallen Order. Pretty good game. Yeah. Overall. Pretty, pretty good game. I re-downloaded it for the fucking fourth time. Ugh. What, the new next-gen version of the yeah, actual, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. You hated it when you, you you literally deleted it, dude. I deleted it within, I played it for 25 minutes and I thought, what have they done with this? Look at it. Look at what it. have they done with it? Like oh. the cutscenes were like, I was watching, I was watching something else on YouTube a few nights back. And then one of the recommended videos was something to do with Jedi Fallen Order. I thought, oh, I'll give that a watch. And uh, I think it was like Easter eggs you haven't seen before in Fallen Order, whatever. Anyway, somebody was showing gameplay, series, Xbox Series X. And when it got to the cutscenes, I was like, that actually looks mint. Like, why didn't mine look like that? Because um, when I first downloaded the update for it, because I just left it installed for months, didn't play it, waited for the update. And then during the cutscenes, it had this like, like shimmering effect and this wavy thing going across the screen during the cutscenes. And I was like, they've ruined this. And then the, the sound was out of sync. When I started the Bagano level, everything was out of sync. And I was like, what are they doing? Anyway, I thought, I'm not having this. Got other games to play. Deleted it. Watched this video the other night. Redownloaded it. Uh, I'm about an hour in. No problems. So I don't know what happened the time before. But a fresh install clearly solved it. I don't know. Bad patch, bitches. It was one of those, have you tried reinstalling it things, you know? Anyway, it seems to have done it. But anyway, uh, the subject of Fallen Order has been... We know that there's a sequel coming, right? So after the first one landed, did really well. Sales were awesome. And then I think about three or four months after that, we got rumours that Respawn, which is the studio making the title, they started to hire more developers, more designers. And when you looked at the job description, it was like, yeah, we're working on this Star Wars thing, blah, blah, blah. So everybody, fairly confident to assume, you should never assume, I guess, but it was fairly, we were fairly comfortable to assume that it was a sequel to Fallen Order. And then uh, a little while ago, that's not been confirmed, by the way, but then a little while ago, uh, EA, during their earnings call, which happened, I think, about a week ago, uh, they happened to drop this teeny little bombshell that not only can we expect a sequel to Fallen Order, but they're actually pumping a little bit of money into what they call the Fallen Order franchise, which sounds very cool. So a lot of people have jumped on this and they said, actually, this is all good, but we still don't know when the sequel's dropping. So that's a slight little issue that we don't know about. And the reason why that's the case is because EA do this big event outside of E3 that they've done for the last few years. 
and I think it's called EA Play Live or EA something. And anyway, they tweeted out about a fortnight before the show, look, don't look for anything Star Wars related at this year's EA event. It's just not going to happen. So there's going to be no announcements, no trailers, nothing. Nothing Star Wars at all. So everyone was like, meh, this is bullshit. So fast forward a little bit, earnings call. Don't worry, dude, we're going to pump a little bit of money into this franchise. So, dude, that suggests to me that not only is Fallen Order 2 on the way at some point, but we could also get a series of games. We might get another one after this, a trilogy, but they might also look into some other medium as well. We might get some books. We might get some comics, whatever. So what do you reckon on a Fallen Order franchise? Because that would have to sit quite cosily alongside other canon stuff, right? I mean, like other yeah. other stuff. I mean, it fits interestingly into the timeline as it is. Um, you know, it's very, very early Vader days. It's Inquisitor days. Um, you know, it's not operating in the same time zone as, as, as Solo and, and, and the Obi-Wan TV show, nor is it operating in the Mandalorian timeline. It's all very well planned. Um, I can't think of anything except the Bad Batch that's actually working in this in this timeline at the minute. Um, I can't. I can't think of anything. Um, and even then, it's you know the Bad Batch is immediately after Order sixty six. Um, so I think I think there's a couple of things that get me with this one. Number one, yes, it's interesting. Um, I can see why they would want to do more with the the missing Jedi, the ones that heard the call not to go back to the temple, because there were clearly thousands more that survived. You know, obviously, and, and you know these are the best warriors in the galaxy. There's there's no way that a percentage of the ten thousand didn't sense what was going on. If you you know Yoda did it, Obi Wan did it. Um, <clears throat> so there's certainly more, certainly more. Plus all the Padawans, you know, like like Cal Kestis, like. Um, Kane and Jarrus, Caleb do. You know, the, 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 there's there's so many things. So many things. So I think it's interesting. What worries me is that um, I'm not sure it can stand up to a range of games. I think it's like, it's the Fallen Order series, like it's the Halo series or the Gears of War series. Like, look what happened when they did the Gears of War Judgment. Or like... I mean, arguably like Halo ODST, which was all right, but it certainly wasn't Halo 3 quality or Halo quality. Um, You sort of spread things a little bit too thin. Now, what I can get on board with is when you've got someone um, that has been cast like, what's his name? You know, the the, the redhead kid, I forget his name, that plays Cal Ketsis, the guy from Gotham. Um, No, Jerome's his character, isn't it, in Gotham? Whatever his name is. That guy. Um, That guy. Um... I find it interesting when they cast someone like that that's already in geekdom and then they use his likeness so readily because I have, to me that indicates that they probably maybe not necessarily know what they want to do but they're just like mm, we should maybe think about just getting someone that's recognisable to, the, to the, the geeks that have watched the geekdom for a while so that we can do something else. Mm, you know, so yeah. it, it's... You know, this guy could show up in... Uh, and I'm not saying he would do, but he could show up in Kenobi. He's the right age. He's got the right mindset. He could show up in Ahsoka as a bit older. That could certainly age him easily. Um, so I think when it comes to a franchise, I'd be worried if it was a range of games. I'm not sure I'd be interested if it was a range of books. I don't know. I'm I'm usually not overly fussed about like get like the Battlefront book was just all right. It wasn't amazing. It was just all right. Sure. Um, so. 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I think just be good at Jedi Fallen Order for a little bit, and then let's see what comes after, you know, let's call it uh, Jedi Fallen Order Episode 2 or Let's just see what comes, because that was a nice story, man. That was a nice story. So I sort of don't want them to, see it, don't want them to spread themselves too thin too soon, you know? Yeah. No, here on that, dude. Uh, Cameron Monaghan was the was the actor that played that's uh, it Cal. yeah yeah uh i tend to agree man i think um i think it's i think that whole concept and the that that whole uh kind of pocket of storytelling around what happened to the jedi after the purge i think that spans and is more than just calcestis i think there's more mm. storytelling as you as you know you know uh, our listener probably knows as well that's that's a huge block of time that's not really been dived into too much uh in terms of in terms of storytelling i think we've had a little bit you know the old expanded universe days i think we had some stuff that were that was going on around that time then but nothing nothing too concrete and certainly not canon now whereas we know that the jedi or uh, fallen order stuff is definitely canon but mm-hmm. i just feel like if they pin everything on one character to kind of carry the weight of that whole pocket of time, that's probably a bit too much. So like you said, I think just do fall in order, absolutely bring out a sequel, see what's going to happen with the character, but just focus more on the character from this point rather than, you know, this is the saviour of the new Jedi or Mm. the survivor of the Jedi and all that stuff. But uh, again, no, it's cool that um, it's not been cancelled. This is already a lot more concrete than the Lego mm-hmm. Skywalker video game. It's, it's, it's already more uh, expected and it's probably going to land on time rather than that one, which seems to be just God knows at this point. So yeah. And uh, I'll report back once I've completed the, the game again, I'm doing it on the highest difficulty level. So it's a wee bit challenging, but yeah, good games. Good story. Uh, yeah, I right. agree, man. And I think just to kind of finish that one, just to kind of interject, mm. just for like one second, um, I think it's the the phrasing of Jedi Fallen Order does give them that latitude. Oh, you know, of course, it's not yeah. Cal Ketsis. You know, I think that's something that I'd never considered. You know, it does give them latitude to be able to go. Ah, right, okay, Fallen Order. Boom. Here's a, here's here are five people we can discuss as part of that franchise. I, I'd never thought of that, but I just I would hate for it to be shoehorned in. I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense, dude. Uh, a couple of quick stories to finish up with them. Remember the years ago, I can't, I don't know, I didn't even realise this was still a thing, dude, but years ago when we were younger, because we're still in our 30s, but it was a bit younger. It was in our 30s. I uh, remember Tamagotchis. Tamagotchis. Yeah, right? I do. I never had one though, because I'm crap, like with things, you know what yeah. I mean? I just, I'd have killed it. I'd have killed it. Day three, dead on its ass. <laughs> yeah. Battery ran out. Defo. So I think Star Wars might be making a bit of a drive to bring the old Tamagotchi back. I, I don't even know if these are still a thing or whether it's just Disney are like, let's just do this one-off thing about this cool toy that was out years ago. Or if Tamagotchis are still just a current thing, we just don't know anything about them. Anyway, R2-D2, specific Tamagotchi, will be landing in November. The 11th of November, you'll be able to pick up your own little, teeny cute little electronic r2d2 so those of you that don't know tamagotchis are these little electronic devices very basic just got a monotone little grayscale screen very small fit in your pocket 
with just a few buttons on. And the idea is, I don't know, in my memory is not that clear on them, but from what I remember, you had like a little monster hatched out of an egg and then it was your job to make sure that it was fed and cleaned and entertained and all that stuff and it was like your little your little mate that you had in your in your pocket so disney are coming out in november with the r2d one so they say a little bit of blur from them star wars has proven to be a timeless franchise and one that fans are eager to continue exploring (laughs) which makes it an absolute thrill to be able to incorporate it into the tamagotchi experience so the r2d2 tamagotchi is an epic Strange word there. An epic yeah. collaboration to be, uh, to be a part of. And we can't wait to see how fans of the franchise react to this out-of-this-world device. They're really blowing this up, dude. Wow. And it's it's about three inch. <laughs> like, in total, if that, like two, one and a half inch. Yeah, I mean, it's a funny one, this, because it's like, it really is being oversold. Like, that Republic gunship that's hundreds of pounds and is bigger than my car... That's epic. Yeah. All right, this... My dog's barking. Little shit. He's got one of your Star Wars toys there. He better not have. Norman, Norman. Sorry, listener. I was like, yeah, he'll be fine. He never barks. And then he barks today. We're not Normsy. even going to edit this out. Chill. Yeah, chill. Come on, Norm. Norman, come over here, mate. Let's talk about Tom, I got you. Yeah, there we go. Norm, I got you. he's been a little jerk off for that this week he's like back twice like all week and both of them have been like not what I've been recording this is the first one but one I was on a quick call and like there must have been like a sound in Leeds like 40 mile away and he's just doing that little bugger anyway yeah so this this is a little bit much it's like they're just doing a little bit much with it to like to promote it like it really isn't epic unless you're like a five-year-old or a ten-year-old and then i bet it probably is epic maybe we're just too old for this dude probably mate yeah but the technology hasn't advanced at all it's still that tiny little game boy basic looking screen with three little buttons and that's your lot so who knows i'm pretty sure we won't be getting one of these but i imagine it'll be all over twitter and youtube for a while when it launches and it'll fade away after bloody redditors yeah Redditors. And so that's Tamagotchi. And then just very quickly, dude, you know, we love Lego here. The uh, Lego group are uh, retiring a bunch of Star Wars stuff as of the end of December this year. And then at the end of December next year. So on the 31st of December, at the end of the year, say goodbye to a few uh, sets such as Obi-Wan's Hut, Kylo Ren's Shuttle, Darth Vader's Castle, the Knights of Ren transport ship, uh, the Death Star final duel little set, uh, A-Wing Starfighter and the TIE Fighter pilot helmet. So those of you that are collecting the helmets, actually, that's a good one. The TIE Fighter one is gone after the end of the year, so pick that one up. And then next year, we're saying goodbye to both versions of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, the other helmet, the Boba Fett one, the big AT-AT, that's going. Uh, dude, Moss Eisley Cantina, retired at the end of next year. Um and then a bunch of other little little sets like Travel on Tatooine, um, uh, the Jewel on Mandalore, uh, the Bad Batch attack. You know those little ones are all going. But mate, the list is quite long. I think they're getting rid of quite a few of them. So if you don't pick mm. them up now, you're going to have to go over to eBay drunkardly one night and try and get them. And they'll really go up in price. There was a couple of interesting ones that caught my attention with this. You know, so I'm lucky. I've got the three helmets, but they're retiring the Battle Droid 
hel- uh, sorry, the probe droid, which is the equivalent of a, a third helmet, because they did they did the scout trooper, the Vader helmet, and the probe droid as part of a the, like the next range of that size, and they're retiring that by the end of next year, which is fascinating. Um, so there's a few of these that I've got, which I'm really pleased about, because they're retiring Yoda, they're retiring Grogu, and this is what I think. Like I think they're probably going to start renaming it all the new versions of it Grogu. So I reckon these ones where they've got the child on them. I reckon they might be worth a bit in the future um, for that reason, because it's rare that you get a name change. Very rare. You know, it's like, have you got an old Slave 1 versus Boba Fett's Starship? You know, that will be a little bit more expensive. Um, A couple more interesting ones that I thought were fascinating were, they're really quickly. So the the December 21 list, there's not that much that I was too bothered about, but the December 22 list, so we've still got a good 15, 16 months to get them. The canteen has not been out long. Like, you know, that's interesting. But what the big one that really interested me that they're retiring, and I know there's a few of them like the uh, the TIE Fighter um, and the X-Wing, they've both been retired as well, and they're pretty new. The big one, though, that is new and that's been retired by December next year is that big Ultimate Collector's Edition R2-D2. Oh, of course, That one that yeah. I've got. Yeah, that's that. going, which is insane. Yeah, because they normally stick around for quite a while because... Um because they're quite pricey, they don't sell yeah. like hotcakes. So you normally find them. And I, m- I remember going into the Lego shop about three years after the Millennium Falcon one had came out, and it was still on the shelf. You could pick it up. You didn't have to order it special. You saw it in the shop. So they normally stick around for a while, those big ones, because they don't they sell do. as quick. But yeah, interesting, man. Yeah, interesting. Which ones are you going to get? I'm, I've been wanting the A-Wing, the Ultimate Collector's A-Wing, and Moss Eisley. They're the two that I want to get before they get retired. Yeah, it's a good shout, man. I haven't got room for the for most Isley, I don't think, unless I move some stuff around. But it would be freaking sweet, though, dude. I can see why you want that one. Uh, I need to get the helmets, though. I need to pick up the um, the uh, Scout Trooper Darth Vader and the Stormtrooper helmets. I need to get those. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking about an X-Wing as well, because I had an X-Wing years ago. One of the ones that I sold when I moved house, but I regret that now. So I might have to try and pick that up before they retire that one. So, yeah, a few out of that list, man. Yeah. Indeedy. Like so, it, man. That's Lego. Yeah, shopping. So uh, I'll stick a link in the show notes, this actually. So go and check it out if you want to uh, to bag any of those. And I think we will do it there. Let's stick a pin in it for episode 119. It has been great to have you back for another week on Spark of Rebellion. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like the show and you want to make sure you don't miss uh, an episode drop when it goes out every Saturday, then make sure you follow us for free on whatever podcast app you get your podcasts on. And if you've got a minute or two to leave a rating, if you like the show, that would be awesome because it helps us out loads. We are on the socials too, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Instagram or forward slash Twitter. You can jump on board there. We chat Star Wars and post little tidbits there. And if you want to support the show, if you like us that much and you want to get involved with some of our other patrons, then you can do that at sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. There are various um, tiers there. You can jump on board, get yourself some swag and some other bits there. And to our current patrons, thank you so much for your continued support. We love you guys. It's been great talking Star Wars news as always, buddy. Always a pleasure, my man. A huge shout out to uh, our patrons for supporting us. Thank you so much. And a big shout out to Denise and Pascal who are working on something fantastic 
um, that we are excited to be able to talk about a little bit more once uh, things get firmed up a little bit. Thanks to Denise uh, and, and to Pascal for continual supporting us as well. But uh, yeah, we'll be, uh, we're going to do a couple of weeks solo. So guys, you're covering next week. I'm going to be out and about. Um, and then the week after you're on holiday as well, dude. So uh, we've got a couple of solo weeks coming up. So the, 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 the first week, I think it's the first week in September or certainly the last week in August, maybe. Um, yeah, it will probably be the first weekend in September we'll be back when we're back together again. So, um, yeah, we'll see you then. We will indeed, yeah. So thank you once again, Star Wars listener, for coming back. Uh, we'll see you next time, and may the Force be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>